informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, and welcome aboard to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. Uh, it's vacation time for me, kids. I'm going to do this show. I'm going to go pack, and you won't hear from me for a couple weeks. So I'll miss you, but, you know, you can always catch us. Uh, you can listen to the reruns on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, but more importantly, uh, do uh, stay tuned because uh, our dear friend Doug Fitzgerald is going to be filling in for me for the next couple weeks. And so we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do the same thing as we always do. I, I just won't be around here to do it. But um, uh, say hello to producer extraordinaire johnny cadillac i'll say doug and i i don't know i'm still trying to figure out the wording for next week i or for the next shows the rest of this week and all next week i still want us to have a damn good time Mm -hmm. but i'm just not sure um i uh i've been pulling double duty today and for the next two weeks that's right you did the morning show show and tonight but I, I don't want to be, like, worse for wear, worn out. I'm going to have an extra pep of my step, step for at least this week because, though you're leaving, it's also my birthday week. That's so I'm going right. to just keep myself pumped and smiling. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. And what? today, ready for a damn good time. Yes. Uh, I, I told Johnny when he was answering our guest's uh, uh, phone call, he should work in, it's a damn good day on the Dan Parsons Show. <laughs> Well, coming up, just a second, a hot news with Flatwater Free Press, uh, editor Matthew Hansen, and featuring Natalia Amadari's uh, blockbuster follow-up story on Seward County Sheriff's Department. So just a second, we'll be joined by those folks. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks, uh, back on Monday, July 31. Uh, Doug uh, uh, is going to take care of things here and hold the fort down. Uh, but you might want to follow us along. You know, I t- tell you all the time, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but if you want to follow the trip, uh, please, uh, you can do that by following us on uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook. And uh, we are going to do a show on the road. At least we're going to attempt to do a show on the road. Uh, a Friday, this coming Friday, we'll do... Uh, the Friday Afternoon Club. Chef Kevin won't be with us, but I'm going to call in uh, from Amsterdam and give a report on the street. And um, I told Johnny it'll be midnight, so I may have to get a nap in (laughs) before I come on the air. And then two weeks, uh, on the 28th, uh, it will be the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin, because Chef Kevin and I and and some other friends are going to be in Ireland. And so we'll do the show on the 28th uh, from Belfast uh, with me and Chef Kevin. So that'll be... Well, we won't do the whole show. We'll check in. Just figure out a way to teleport your pints that you're enjoying over to <laughs> Doug and I here in Lincoln. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll we'll have some Guinness uh, delivered for you. That would be appropriate. Well, uh, joining me on the phone line, Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. Uh, welcome to Monday, uh, Matthew. Hey, Dan. What's going on? Well, like I said, I'm just trying to uh, get my bags packed and get the heck out of Dodge. and so. But we're going to do uh, a fine... We've got a jam-packed show today, and I'm so thankful that uh, you and Natalia could uh, join us. But uh, what's going on in your shop? I read you got some more awards uh, maybe coming yeah, your way. Yeah, no, it was very cool, very cool. Yinshi uh, Shu, uh, uh, who along with Natalia is one of our original two reporters at Flatwater Free Press, is a finalist for a couple national awards. Um, one tied to our work on the parole board, um, not showing up for work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who you know then the pro board started showing up for work uh, <laughs> after after she wrote the story. Amazing and how then, that works. Yeah, I know. And then uh, a really important series that she did on uh, nitrate in Nebraska's um, groundwater. Yes, uh, in our water supply. So it's very cool to, to that she got you know what I think is a well deserved uh, national accolades for for that important work. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, we'll bring uh, Natalia on here, Matthew, if you want to uh, uh, kind of introduce this uh, follow-up story that uh, Natalia did on the Seward County Sheriff's Department. Yeah, you bet. Um, and, and, you know, Natalia can talk a lot more about it. But the, you know, the basic idea here is that uh, the Seward County Sheriff's Department uses civil asset forfeiture more than, than by far more than any other county in the state uh, on these, you know, sort of... Uh, I-80 uh, stops season money um, uh, without necessarily pressing charges uh, against the, the uh, person in the car. And in the course of that reporting, Natalia figured out that, kept hearing from people who had been stopped that some of their money, um, you know, allegedly vanished uh, during those stops. So, you know, became a, a pretty obvious follow-up, and I think Natalia did a great job on it. And uh, yeah. uh, I will let Natalia tell you more. All right. Very good. Well, thank you, Matthew. Remember, you can always catch uh, uh, Flatwater Free Press, all their work, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom. Uh, just go to flatwaterfreepress.org, and uh, you can also sign up for Matthew's uh, weekly newsletter, uh, which is always entertaining, Matthew, I must say. Uh, so thanks so much, my friend. Uh, uh, Natalia, are you with us? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely loud and clear. Well, uh, congratulations on the uh, uh, persistence of this story. I'm interested of how it uh, came about. And uh, uh, if our listeners haven't uh, read it yet, like I said, flatwaterfreepress.org. And the headline, Motorists Allege Seized Money Went Missing. Seward County Sheriff Refuses to Reveal Footage of Stops in Question. And, uh, um, yeah. Had to dive in, Natalia. How did uh, how did you come across uh, the update of this story? Did uh, were people uh, continuing to talk to you? I, I'm just curious of how the story came about. Um, yeah, it really came about through the reporting of the first Seward County story that we published. So, you know, I'm having conversations with people who have been pulled over while driving on I-80 money was seized and this same thing kept on coming up a driver would tell me you know i actually had x thousand dollars in my car but then once i saw what they'd written down on court paperwork it was actually a few thousand less like that kind of scenario kept on popping up um and it was one of those things where you know one person says it and in my head i'm like okay let me just like file that away for later like you can't really do much with that but then Another person would say it, and another person said it, and then an attorney said they'd heard similar things. So it's one of those things where the more times people are bringing that up, you know, unprompted, um, the more I'm thinking, okay, I need to, like, start digging and asking more questions. And you did. I mean, and you asked uh, the Seward County Sheriff, Mike Vance, uh, about uh, this missing money, and his answer to you, as you wrote in your piece, uh, it's impossible that money was stolen. Uh, he claimed, in large part, because body cams and dash cams run throughout a traffic stop. It's like, okay, well, that 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 sounds reasonable. Uh, mm-hmm. it, but then the sheriff's department denied your uh, public records request to release uh, footage from the uh, 
uh, from those arrests uh, in order to either prove or disprove uh, the allegations. So, um, wow. Uh, and I understand that that's probably not that common, uh, that those uh, body cam videos are released uh, to the news media. But there's a pretty compelling case for him to uh, maybe reconsider that. Yeah, and Nebraska um, open records, Nebraska records law kind of, like, it, it gives law enforcement that kind of flexibility of, you know, being able to deny or releasing that kind of record. Um, but it also, it, it's not definitively saying that they can't right. release those kinds of records, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Well, so what, uh, and we'll get into this, we have to take a break here in just a moment, uh, Natalia, but when we come back after the break, I want to I want to dig in a little bit more, but um, so that's that's kind of where it uh, it's left as far as your request? Um, yes, so I had asked for, you know, more clarification on, you know, what what makes these records investigative? Why can't they be released? Um, which we kind of get into that in the story, the different mm-hmm. reasons that were given. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's where we're at now. I'm not really sure um, if we'll push harder, if there's even like room for us to push harder for it. Um, but that's, TBD. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on, Natalia, if you can, and listeners, please hang on. Uh, we'll take this quick break, and we'll come back and uh, chat with Natalia Amadari about her uh, blockbuster story in flatwaterfreepress.org. We'll be right back after these messages on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to my Friday. Uh, I'm getting the heck out of Dodge uh, tomorrow, but uh, but Doug Fitzgerald's going to take care of you so well. You won't even you won't even know I'm gone. Uh, but if you do want to catch up with what I'm doing on my vacation, uh, tune into Facebook and Twitter, and we'll uh, uh, you can follow along. Well, welcome back, uh, uh, Natalia Alamadari, uh, with Flatwater Free Press, a reporter who uh, broke the blockbuster story, the follow up story on her original uh, Seward County Sheriff's Department uh, 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 story from a few weeks back, uh, which detailed uh, allegations surfaced in that original story, Natalia, that uh, uh, that uh, Seward County's use of civil uh, asset forfeiture, which is a, a, a totally legal maneuver <laughs> in Nebraska, under Nebraska law, uh, allows law enforcement to seize money without actually convicting drivers of a crime uh, but you found in your original story that Seward County law enforcement uh, has brought in $7.5 million from I-80 motorists in just the past year, uh, past five years, uh, most of it through civil asset forfeiture. And, uh, you know, that small, relatively small uh, county here in Nebraska uh, makes up for a sizable chunk of, of that asset forfeiture uh, total uh, in the entire state and uh, so that original story led to the second story which is uh, uh, some of the people who have been pulled over uh, and had cash on them uh, that cash is now uh, missing and uh, maybe maybe Natalia maybe just run through for our listeners of that process that original process I'm driving down I-80 um, for whatever reason I get pulled over, and 
Some people would say that the chances may increase if I have a out-of-state license plate, a big van, and maybe I don't look like everybody else that lives in Nebraska. But anyway, we won't get into that. But uh, And so I get pulled over, and the, the uh, sheriff or the deputy has suspicions that maybe something isn't quite right. Uh, they ask to do a search. Uh, maybe they find that I have some misdemeanor uh, charges from way back on my record. One thing leads to the other, and they find... Uh, several thousand dollars in cash in my car. Tell our listeners what typically happens then next. Um, well, you gave a really great walkthrough of that. Um, <laughs> in Stewart County, one of the things that happens um, pretty often when you look at court records is one of the things that, well, once that money is found, the option that is presented to a driver is, um, you know, here is a form that you can sign where you're essentially abandoning your money. Um, and there's a federal version, there's a state version, both used in the county. Um, and so people are given the option to sign this form where essentially the language of it says, you know, if you're signing this, you're abandoning the money, and you're foregoing any future um, legal hearings related to mm-hmm. money. Um, so that's kind of the next step. Um, whether or not a person signs that, uh, Kind of, it, it can, if they don't sign it, it might lead to an arrest. It right. might not. It really depends on the situation. But that, um, but that but certainly is the implication that we can make your life a whole lot easier if you sign this form, turn over your cash, and go on your way. Yes, and it really depends on who you're talking to, like how um, strong that implication is. You know, if you ask the sheriff's department, what they had told me was, you know, no, it's never presented in that kind of way. It's really only brought up if someone's admitting to guilt, admitting to what the money was for. Um, but then, you know, if you talk to attorneys, people who have been in these situations, they described it a bit more like what we were just saying. Like it kind of feels a bit more explicit of, you know, sign this, we won't take you to jail. It's, it's really just everyone's interpretation of how those traffic stop events play out you know well there again i mean so there's so a lot of these cases don't even make it to court um they don't in the sense of a person isn't being tried criminally right because yeah because they're not even being charged there's uh, the suspicion that there's a legal activity that's going on because you have this cash and uh, but if you sign over the cash, then you're not arrested. And you can go on your merry way, but leave, leave your cash and behind. The, the thing with civil forfeiture is, like we said, it's not a person who's being put on trial. It's the money that's being put on trial. Right. That kind of changes around, um, you know, typical legal processes that we're used to thinking of in terms of, you know, burden of proof, um, standard of proof, um, right to a public defender. It kind of switches all that around from. A typical criminal case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, your story, your updated story, uh, then describes some incidents where uh, people were pulled over on I-80 in Seward County, deputies searched their vehicles, finding anywhere from a few thousand dollars to as much as, in one case, $20,500 in money, in money orders. The money was seized, but the drivers say, in your latest report, 
that the amount of money documented as being seized in court records did not match the amount of money the drivers recalled having in their cars. And this isn't just a, a one-off. Uh, there, You have now uh, several people that have come to you with these stories. Right, right. And I think the part that's important to hit on, too, is it's not only drivers, but it's attorneys who have heard this, too, including, you know, the former public defender in that county. Um, and I, if the story gets into this, the reason why it's hard for those attorneys to then bring this forward for, formally is that it's really hard to prove the paper trail to actually show how much money was supposed to be in a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that would be difficult. Well, um, so as as we said, uh, it's still kind of TBD as far as those public records requests and how much uh, Flatwater may push uh, to to retrieve some of that. But um, wh- what's next, Natalia? <laughs> what's next? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have a couple of um, forfeiture-related tips and leads that I'm kind of trying to go down the rabbit hole of. Um, I don't think any of them are solid enough to mm-hmm. talk about just yet. Um, but yeah, just, just sticking with um, the bits and pieces of information that are coming my way um, and also just keeping tabs on other other rural stories, as is my job. Absolutely. Well, Natalia Amadari, thank you for taking time. First of all, thank you for your work. And by the way, if our listeners have not uh, read your work, they can go to flatwaterfreepress.org, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom, which means you guys get paid, um, but you're giving away your work. Um, you give away, you know, there's no cost, there's no subscriptions. Uh, because you're a nonprofit, certainly people can uh, make contributions, and that's part of uh, how you're able to do your work. But not only uh, is the work for free for anyone who wants to to read it, but you also give away your work to other news outlets in the state. And so I'm, yeah, I know yes. your last completely sp- free to other news outlets. They can publish any of our stories. Yeah, no it- cost. And your last story uh, was one of the most uh, popular uh, in the history of the short history of Flatwater Free Press, if I recall correctly. Yes, that's what I've been told. (laughs) Take it as you can. Well, Natalia, thank you for your good work. Thanks for joining us here, and uh, keep us posted. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, you bet. Uh, Well, do. uh, If you're not signed up for Flatwater Free Press's work, uh, uh, you know, they cover Nebraska, exclusively Nebraska. Uh, And and local journalism is more important today than ever. And, um, uh, you know, more and more of the big uh, news organizations are cutting back. And... um, so it's important. Flatwaterfreepress.org, stay informed. And uh, But coming up uh, after the break, in just a moment, uh, we will welcome uh, Roma Amundsen. Uh, Roma, Roma uh, Lancaster County uh, Commissioner, and a wonderful story by Margaret Reist uh, in yesterday's Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, and so we're going to visit with Roma uh, about her announcement that she's retiring from the county board. So uh, look forward to talking with to Roma after the news break here. Uh, but stay tuned for that. And a very special announcement of a candidate uh, on the show. So uh, we'll take this news break, and we'll be back after this message from 1499.3 KLIN. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, where we feature uh, every Monday uh, our friends at Flatwater Free Press, uh, Nebraska's very first nonprofit uh, newsroom. Uh, so thanks to Matthew Hansen, the editor of Flatwater, and reporter uh, Natalia Amadari, uh, who is um, breaking stories about crime and uh, sheriff's departments here in the state and uh, people traveling through I-80 and, and losing money. So anyways, uh, uh, sign up for flatwaterfreepress.org and read all their good stuff. Well, um, you may have read in yesterday's uh, Sunday Lincoln Journal Star, uh, the story about Lancaster County Commissioner Roma Amundsen and her announcement that she's retiring from the Lancaster County Board after serving uh, three terms, 12 years will be when she's finished, uh, uh, when her term uh, runs out next year. And uh, so joining me on the phone is Roma Amundsen. Uh, Roma, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot for inviting me. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, well, big announcement. Uh, Margaret Reese did a wonderful job of that story yesterday, and um, and I know uh, you've been thinking about this for a while. And uh, oh, my goodness, when you combine your 33-year career in the Nebraska National Guard, and by the way, uh, just for our listeners, uh, you retired as a brigadier general, uh, and you add that 33 and the 12, uh, which you will serve when you finish your term on the Lancaster County uh, Board of Commissioners, I'd say it's time to take a break, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my husband and I decided, yes. Yeah. And we are looking forward to uh, being with our grandkids more. We're looking forward to travel. We're planning to go to Israel in January. And uh, we have other trips planned, but we just really um, think it's about time for us to spend time with ourselves. My husband had retired after uh, 30 years in the military, so, yeah, we're we're ready. Yeah, well, it's time. Well, thank you on behalf of... uh my listeners and and really the whole county thanks for your good service thanks for your service in the military certainly and thanks for your service uh, uh, these uh, three terms on the county board what uh, what are you most proud of uh, roma from those 12 years do you think well in those 12 years well we still have another year coming up actually yeah let's and not yeah let's finished. not cut it off b- before you're finished yeah. <laughs> still yeah, got some work to do off. Yeah. yeah, we still have some work to do. But in the le- last 11 years, I think the one thing that I have been most proud of is the development of a strategic plan. I have been working on that for about nine years, and hmm. we had a couple of uh, starts on it, which really um, kind of faltered. And uh, then this year, we well, last year and then going into this year, we really began working on it, and we do have a strategic plan that is really going along quite well. Um, the second thing that I've been really proud of over the last uh, 
uh, 11 years, is working with the Juvenile Detention Alternative Initiative. Yes. Now, I tell you what, Sarah Hoyle has just done a fantastic job, and they were actually doing uh, alternative uh, ways to keep uh, juveniles out of detention before this, but we were not involved with the Annie Casey Foundation, a mm-hmm. national foundation. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, we became involved with that because that is a way for us to measure our progress. It's a way to measure our success and to learn also from national standards. Um, gosh, there's so many things that I could probably mention, but mm-hmm. um, we streamlined management practices. Um, the one thing that just recently happened was we moved the VSO office from the third floor um, southeast uh, corner of the 605 building, mm-hmm. sure. administrative building, and we moved that over to the aging partners area. Okay. And it's kind of co-located, and it's just fantastic. Yeah. And, of course, we've got broadband. There's just so many things. I tell you what, service on the... Uh, uh, County Board has been a fantastic um, honor. There's so many things that we could talk about, but <laughs> I'll let you ask more questions. Well, Roma, yeah, <laughs> well, you're very kind. And, uh, well, and I've had a couple of your colleagues on uh, uh, the show here in the last few months. And uh, one of the reasons that I want to continue that tradition uh, is because, you know, the County Board maybe is not as sexy and high profile as the legislature or maybe sometimes even the mayor's office and city council. But my goodness, you guys have control of a lot of our tax dollars. And uh, the infrastructure needs of this county is so different from, you know, where I live in downtown Lincoln as opposed to out in the suburbs. And then you go even further into the county in more rural areas. So it's a very diverse uh, political uh, entity that you serve on, and it's very important. So I want to continue to highlight the, the work that the county board does, and so we'll, well continue that tradition. If, it, if I could just break in on that, and I, I really think that that's so important. I'm so glad that you're doing that. And the one thing that, you know, we do have Republicans and we do have Democrats on the county board, but to be quite honest with you, I really, in, in the 11 years that I've served, I really think that what we need to do is to make it nonpartisan mm-hmm. because so many of our concerns as a county board really are should be and are community focused. They're not party focused. Well, that's and a, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think that that's really something that's that's critical. We're not involved as county board. We're not involved with the huge issues that the national parties are concerned with. We're concerned with the infrastructure, yep. with human services, mm-hmm. with keeping the taxes as low as what we possibly can. We're concerned with infrastructure, with law, uh, safety, uh, law enforcement, uh, all these sorts of things. Yeah. And those are local concerns. Yes, exactly. Well, and you've done a good job of that, and you're going to prove it once again here uh, here on the Dan Parsons Show, because uh, in the bipartisan spirit of this show, uh, a lifelong Republican, Roma Amundsen, is uh, going to introduce my guest here to my left, uh, who happens to be a, a different political party, but we don't care about that. So introduce, uh, if you would, uh, Roma Chelsea Johnson, and tell us why you're supporting her. Absolutely. I'd be glad to do that. You know, Chelsea and I met uh, oh, some time ago, 
and uh, she was concerned about some of the issues that faced the county, and I was talking with her about it. And uh, in talking with her, um, I found that she's a very intelligent individual. She is concerned about the county as well as the city. She has experience in, in both areas. She grew up in an agricultural background. Uh, she had a grant to work on the, in the United States Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Um, so, I mean, I think that yeah. those are all con- considerations. She has a degree in political science, has worked um, on the Lincoln Electric System. She understands what it is that the Lincoln people, that the Lincoln Electric uh, Service people are paying, you know, and tries to keep that as low as possible. Yeah. Um, she works on, she's the deputy director for the um, uh, Nebraska Conservation mm-hmm. Board, I believe mm-hmm. it is. She could explain that mm-hmm. more. Yeah. But she has yeah. so many qualities. She's, but she, the, thing that, the thing that I really, really respected was is that she has a heart for the community mm-hmm. of Lincoln as well as of the entire Lancaster County. And we have to remember, Lincoln is part. Of that's right yeah well roma that that sounds a lot like an endorsement uh, what do you think chelsea it is <laughs> chelsea it is. chelsea johnson welcome to the dan parsons show thank you so much shannon thank you so much roma for your endorsement absolutely yeah yeah well um yes uh, all those things uh, i've done a little research here this uh, over the weekend and and i've known chelsea uh, for a little while as well just uh, in my work around the county and uh, so chelsea we're going to be cut short here with a with a little break but uh what my goodness having a, a lifelong republican a military leader uh and now a leader in our county in dorsey that's a pretty darn good way to start the campaign it is, and I'm really excited, and I'm really grateful to have Roma's support um, and bipartisan support across our county. And, um, you know, I just agree with what Roma said. Um, we're just all about nonpartisanship and making sure that our local government is nonpartisan. Yeah. Well, you're singing my pra- you're singing my tune, uh, ladies, that's for sure. Well, let's take this short little break. Uh, Roma, you're welcome to stick around. You're welcome to listen. Uh, I'm going to spend a little time with uh, Chelsea when we get back. Uh, but uh, we'll take this quick break and be back here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the almost vacationing Dan Parsons show. But uh, but fear not, Doug Fitzgerald will be uh, holding down the fort with Johnny Cadillac uh, the next two weeks. Oh, so the show's not vacationing, just the host. Just the host. <laughs> and, and I'm going to check in with you from time to time. That's true. But so, uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing Doug again. It's been quite a while yeah. now since him and I have worked together. So. Yeah, that'll be cool. Well, so don't miss that. And coming up on tomorrow's show uh, will be, uh, so it's Tuesday, and I look at my notes because I am almost on vacation. It's Tuesday, and the uh, chair of the uh, Lincoln City Council, Mr. Tom Beckius, uh, will be on with Doug, so don't miss uh, uh, Doug's chat with Tom Beckius, chair of the of the um, uh, Lincoln City Council. Chelsea, you can tell I'm almost on vacation. I'm mixing up my city council with the county board. <laughs> but joining me 
Uh, Chelsea Johnson, uh, who serves uh, on the Lincoln Electric System Board of Directors. Uh, she serves on an NRD board, an elected position, and you were elected uh, twice, right? That's right. To that position. And now you've just announced uh, that you're running for the county board with uh, the blessing and endorsement of Roma Anson, uh, the incumbent, who's uh, announced yesterday she's not running. So anyway, welcome. Uh, we're glad that you could be here and make this big announcement. Kind of a big day. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I am interested of what the issues that brought you and Roma together. Again, uh, you know, the county board uh, doesn't get involved in all the cultural uh, wars with, uh, some, with some of the major political parties uh, emphasize. Roma and you, I both, both of you have said it should be nonpartisan because we're doing the work uh, that needs to get done to run this county. So what are some of the issues uh, that you find common ground with Roma? Yeah, definitely. Dan, I think it all comes down to that nonpartisanship and our belief that local government needs to be nonpartisan because we focus on the kitchen table issues that everyone pretty much agrees on, you know, that we need to have good roads, safe bridges and an affordable cost of living in our community. And I've spent my career working with Democrats and Republicans, independents to bring people together, come up with common sense solutions and just get things done. And I know that's how Roma has uh, taken her career as well and how she's been on the county board. So I'm just really um, honored to have the support and endorsement of Roma and um, and to be able to launch my campaign with bipartisan support. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, uh, for our listeners that been tuned in for my show the past several months, um, yeah, that's that's where I think. First of all, I think that's where most of us are, except for the extremes on each side of the of the aisle. Um, so yeah, that's that's how we get stuff done is when we can work together and agree on. But I heard a tinge of excitement in Roma's voice when she was detailing your rural background. I think that really hit home with you. So uh, grew up in Nemaha County, just, what, an hour and some change uh, southeast uh, of Lincoln, right? Uh, so give us a little background. Yeah, that's right. So um, like you said, I grew up in Nemaha County, um, about an hour and a half southeast of Lincoln. Um, grew up on the family farm, and it was just me and my mom on the farm. Uh, my dad passed away when I was about seven months old. But my mom loved living out in the country. She loved being close to family. And so she made it work to stay out on the family farm and raise me as a single mom. So, yeah, I did not know that about you. See, you have to run for political office for people (laughs) to really get to know or have a radio show. uh, One of the two. And given those choices, uh, uh, Chelsea. I'd do this every day <laughs> as opposed to what you're uh, embarking on. But you're no stranger uh, to politics. You're no stranger to community involvement. Uh, you've served on the uh, LES board now for how long? Yeah, I was appointed to the Lincoln Electric System board in 2021. And um, like you mentioned earlier, I was elected to the Lower Platte South NRD board um, first in 2016 and then reelected in 2020. And in both of those roles, I've been really focused on keeping costs down while making sure that we provide the important services that people expect. Yeah. And and speaking of those other entities, uh, again, because of the community work that you've done, um, and that's why I I told Roma, and I've told some of uh, Roma's colleagues that have come on the show, the county board is so stinking important um, and maybe doesn't get the attention that it deserves as does, you know, entities like the NRD boards and uh, the Lincoln Electric System, because, again, you're dealing with some pretty large budgets. 
That's right. And if I could just share um, a little bit more about my experience on the NRD yeah, board. please. Um, something that I'm really proud of is that ever since I was elected, we have held the budget stable and we've actually reduced the tax levy every single year. And so I think that's really important. And it goes back to one of the big reasons why I'm running, which is that I think it's really important for our community community to be an affordable place to live. And one of the biggest expenses for folks in our community is the cost of housing. Yes. Um, and one of the most direct ways that local governments have an impact on the cost of housing is through property taxes. And so, um, you know, on the NRD board, I've been really focused on keeping those taxes low. And I'll take that same focus to the county board if I'm elected. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important because it is. I mean, that's you know, we hear politicians, some politicians say that, you know, we need to run government like a business. Well, that's not quite how it works. But at the same time, the, the emphasis on the day-to-day -day things that make a difference, just like in running a business or running an organization, um, you have to be focused on the things that get you from day one to day two. And with the county board, yeah, those, uh, I'd love, I'd never heard that term before, kitchen table. How did you say that? Oh, the kitchen table issues that kitchen we all issues. agree on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and speaking of the NRD, and, and again, this is, uh, even though your name may not be familiar to a lot of our listeners, anybody that's in, been involved in the community certainly is familiar with you and knows your name. And here's just a, a short list of other people, uh, according to your news release, uh, who have endorsed you. Uh, former County Commissioner Ray Stevens, former State Senator and County Commissioner Kathy Campbell. Again, somebody who's known to be to work work across the aisle and work with everybody. Uh, several of your colleagues on the Lower Platte South NRD board, uh, Mayor Lirian, uh, State Senators uh, Lincoln, State Senators Elliot Bostar, and Anna Wishart. So that that's a pretty stinking good, uh, impressive list. Um, as you know, I've kicked around politics a little bit in my career, and so now those are some pretty good gets. And and the reason you get them is because the reputation you have with those folks of getting stuff done. That's right. I'm really proud and excited to have um, bipartisan support for my campaign launch. And like you said, a lot of these folks are folks that I've worked with for many, many years. And they've seen me really work with everybody, regardless of background or party affiliation, because it's important to just focus on making the community an even better place to live. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, in the short time we have left, maybe about a minute, uh, what have I missed, Chelsea, in our brief? This goes fast, doesn't it? It does go fast. <laughs> and um, just thank you again for having me on. Thank you, Roma, again for your endorsement. And um, I just want to direct people to my website. Yes. It's ChelseaForLancaster.com. Uh, you can find out more about me there and more reasons why I'm running. Excellent. Well, Chelsea Johnson, best of luck to you. Uh, Roma, if you're still listening, uh, congratulations on your retirement and best to you. Thanks for all your great service. Uh, well, coming up on tomorrow's show, Tom Beckius, chair of the Lincoln uh, City Council, will join us for uh, his monthly check-in. Actually, he'll be joining uh, Doug Fitzgerald. Uh, thanks again to uh, our friends at Flatwater Free Press, Matthew Hansen and, and Natalia Amadari. And, uh, you know, that's kind of it. You'll hear from me next uh uh, live from Amsterdam at about midnight, uh, Amsterdam time come Friday. So anyway, that's a wrap. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you on Friday from Amsterdam. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. 
Uh, now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.